Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. US tariffs on China came into effect on the 1st of September. So are all the headlines of global uncertainty, economic downturns, recessions and market crashes overstated? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Dale Gillen, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for the channel and hit that subscribe button over there. And uh, remember to click that bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all your most burning questions. It's finished. Yes, last week was the final week of corporate reporting season, and as it came to an end, investors started breathing a sigh of relief. Yes, more companies downgraded their earnings rather than upgraded them, which shows signs that the economy has slowed. However, most were not as bad as expected, and so things are not as bad as most actually thought. Despite all the fear-mongering around global uncertainty and market crashes headlining the news, the Australian stock market only declined around 6% over the past month. As a consequence, many investors have been asking whether the worst is over and should they stay in the market, or is it better to exit if there's further downside? Now before I answer that, let's take a look at how the last round of companies performed during reporting season. Fortescue was the first cab off the rank with profits up 195% due to an increase in production volume, rising iron ore prices and a weaker Australian dollar. The company also announced a $500 million share buyback and a final dividend of $0.24 a share, which was double the previous year's dividend. Now, despite this positive news, shares in Fortescue's were heavily sold off last Monday and at one stage were down over 5% largely due to speculations about future headwinds and softening iron ore prices. That said, I thought this was an overreaction, which obviously the market agreed with as Fortescue traded up for the rest of the week to close higher. This is definitely a stock to place on your watch list. IOOF shares continued to fall last week after releasing its full year profits, and at one stage the stock was down around 11% on the prior week's close. IOOF has been riddled with scandals in recent years and suffered a significant decline in its share price as a result of the Royal Commission. On the positive side, IOOF announced a $1.4 billion net inflow of funds, resulting in an increase of 18.7% in funds under management and advice. 
Despite a dividend yield of 12%, it was not enough to keep these shares afloat as net profit was down 67.7% from the previous year. Final dividends were also down 17.6% to 44 cents a share. Investors would be wise to give this stock a miss for a while rather than trying to get in to grab a bargain. Borrow was also one of the worst performers last week as it was heavily sold off after the release of its full year results. The company reported revenue increase of 4% from operations to $5.8 billion. However, its earnings per share was down 7%, which was below expectations. A weaker forecast from management for the 2020 financial year, combined with an expected drop in net profits by 5 to 15%, also contributed to the stock's sell-off. Consequently, its shares plunged over 20% last Monday before recovering some lost ground during the week. Caltex is also looking worse for wear after reporting a 54% decline in first half-year profits and an interim dividend of $0.32 cents a share. As a result, the company announced it would be cutting costs by selling 50 petrol stations. CEO Julian Siegel is also set to retire after more than a decade in the role. And if you ask me, this is a much-needed change given that the company shares has significantly underperformed in recent years. This could be the silver lining for the stock. Therefore, I suggest you keep this one on your watch list as it may be the dark horse that does well over the medium term. West Farmers released positive full year results with earnings per share growing 13.5%. It also announced revenue of $27.9 billion and a fully franked dividend, including a special dividend, of $2.78 a share. If you own Wes Farmers right now, this is the time to sit back and enjoy the ride, as this stock does look very positive moving forward. Afterpay reported positive results, announcing a 130% increase in customers over the past year, and an 86% increase in income of $264.1 million, with underlying sales up 140% to $5.2 billion. Afterpay also announced a new strategic partnership with Visa to support the new development of innovative solutions to help with business growth in the US market. While everything looks positive for this stock, I would be conservative as there's been an increased competition in this space, so their stellar results may not be sustainable long term. Woolworths also released full year results last week with sales recorded at $59.98 billion and net profit and earnings per share growing around 7%. Woolworths is looking fantastic at present and I see no reason why this will not continue for the medium to longer term. Now let's take a look at the top performing and bottom performing stocks in the sectors for last week. As for the top performing sectors, information technology was up nearly 6% followed by materials and consumer staples, up over 2%. Energy and communication services were the worst performers, both down around half a percent. As for the best performers in the ASX top 100 stocks, Reliance Worldwide was up over 13%, Link Administration was up over 11%. Now with the price of gold soaring right now, Newcrest was up over 7%. We also saw South 32 up over 7%. Borrow was the worst performer, down over 13%, with Caltex, not far behind, down around 11%, and Worley Parsons down over 9%.
So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of the S&P 500, All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. I don't know about you, but I was quite happy with reporting season. It wasn't as bad as a lot of people expected. I mean, even though around about two thirds of the, the stocks that reported um, did uh, report lower earnings, it wasn't really as bad as what we thought, but it is showing us our economy is slowing, as I mentioned during the report. Now, the interesting thing will be to see how much it does slow our economy. When you look at China, it's still growing around five plus to six percent. It's still growing faster than any other economy in the world. And then you've got India doing around the same sorts of results, around four, five, six percent in that respect. You've also got Vietnam, sorry, Vietnam. You've also got um, Indonesia growing as well. So Australia's a lot more poised to be, or is more aligned to the Asian economies uh, in terms of our stock market and everything else. So it does not look that bad for our Australian economy. So I think all the doom and gloom sayers aren't necessarily going to be quite accurate in what our market does. That said, let's have a look at the chart right now of the All Ordinaries Index. Okay, looking at the chart of the All Ordinaries Index. Now you can see here how last week the market did, uh, it opened, it tried to push down earlier on in the week and it came back late in the week to close around 6698%. Now you will remember, I was talking about the market actually rising maybe one, maybe two weeks before it starts to fall away. And I still think that's gonna be the case. So the downside move is high probability that it's not over yet. That said, I still don't think the downside move is gonna be huge. Now, I'll show you that on the chart, what I'm talking about here. Now, there's two, op two different options that are gonna happen right now. We get a second, maybe a third week up, and then for the market to come down. So what might happen is, if I grab this, if I can click on it, and it's not working for me, I'll do another trend arrow here where I can find my trend arrow. Let me go to my tools, drawing, where is it? There we go, trend arrow. There we go, that's the one I want. So what could be happening is it comes up here and then I click and then goes down into a low somewhere around 6393 order 6218. Now I'll put it in there. Now it's gonna be on this left-hand side of this blue box. That's where I would expect the low to happen. So if we do start to get a down week this week, um, obviously the American or the US market is closed on Monday. It's, I think it's, um, I can't remember what it is, Labor Day or something over in the US. So it won't open up till Tuesday. So our market may have a, an up day on Monday, but it might go down Tuesday through to the rest of the week. I don't know at this point in time, but right now I don't think this up move is gonna happen for too much longer, or it might be there or we might get a bit of an up move to there and then come down into there. If the up move is longer, and therefore the peak that we're gonna have is in closer to that middle point of this blue box, then the low will happen later on. So what we're doing at the moment is looking for this move upwards, which is often catches traders and investors. They think the market's now moving, so I'll jump into the market. It's a false rally or what we'd call a false rally. So the earlier this happens, the earlier the low will happen and it will happen somewhere between 6393 and 6218. Now, if I look at showing you the how far it's got to fall from the current position, that's about 4.5%, that's about 7%. So that's what we're looking at there. If we're looking at from where it was prior to the prior low, we're talking about another 1.3 to 4%. So really not a lot to fall down into this area. The market will not fall below 6218. I'm pretty confident about that. Uh, and to me, as I said, I'd like to see this a little bit earlier and have the low coming in earlier. And this is round about uh, early, the first end of the first week, start of the second week of October. 
um, this part of the left hand side of it here is about mid-September so I'm thinking the lows mid-September to mid-October where it will happen so right now be really really careful with buying stocks only buy stocks if they're really solid and they're telling you they're medium to longer term bullish should you exit stocks no not necessarily because there's not a lot of downside so you'd be exiting only to get back in. But that said, if a stock tells you to buy and it's got rules around it, don't just jump out. A lot of people follow the crowd and they think, oh, I've got to get out. And then they'll try and get back in later. That what I know for 100% certainty is most people without the knowledge always get their buying and selling wrong. They buy at the wrong times, they sell at the wrong time. So all you need to do is change how you're thinking on that. Now, we're gonna go and have a look at some of the questions and I'll answer more about that subject in the questions because we've got some great questions today. Okay, our first question is from Michael Dempsey. He says, hi Dale, recently subscribed to your channel and love the show. Thanks Michael, uh, well done. Uh, was wondering if uh, you could have a look at ISX. I own them and I'm wondering uh, if you think it's looking too vertical or not. So let's have a look at ISX. Now that's on, uh, having a look at this on your screen, yeah, this is really, really vertical. I mean, have a look at that massive, massive run. Um, and if we go down to this point here, we're looking up here, there's a thousand percent to that point of view and then uh, over a thousand percent to where it is currently uh, closing at this point in time. We're talking about from November, it's risen this sort of October, November, really, really strong. Um, right now, the thing is, if you own it, why would you be thinking of selling it? It is vertical, yeah, absolutely too vertical and it will probably slow down, but that doesn't mean you need to sell it always have rules and what I find is a lot of traders or investors jump in a stock and actually um, fluke some of these sorts of stocks uh, and you can see here how it started that last little vertical move there it's, it was big couple of stages that it moved in so what happens is, is stocks consolidate then they break out they consolidate and they break out so it might consolidate here so I'd have an exit strategy on this not just jump out on it you're making some really really good money and you want to protect that I'd be putting an exit below sort of that low there at 95 cents um, on that sort of thing if it started to fall away get down below that I'd probably exit even just sell half your position and keep the other half in case it does start to keep it does just come down for a little bit and then take off at the moment I don't know fundamentally what this is doing and whether it looks good but I wouldn't hang on to it for too long because you can see here it goes sideways for quite a bit of time but uh, at this point in time looking good so I'm not sure why you picked it but a good pick at this point in time but protect your profits that which what you need to be doing at this point in time next question I've got is from somebody called yeah he said g'day Dale uh, if you had twenty thousand dollars to invest um, long to go long seeking an opinion on gold would you like uh, would like to hedge but unsure if an ETF or a gold miners or something like triple AU is the way to go what's your position in and on gold right now gold's bullish that's what it is but thing is I'm not sure why you'd want to hedge and I, f I find a lot of people um, see, hear things in the marketplace about what the market's doing. They think, oh, the market's going down, hedge your positions. The market's not going down very much, and so you're gonna be taking extra cost on to hedge in the hope of actually trying to get into a position, which means when you're hedging, that means you're selling something for it to drop away so you can buy it back later on. And the point is, is most people get that wrong. And they, as I said a little bit earlier, they always get their entries and exits wrong. And if the market's only falling a few percent, then hedging is definitely not the way to go because the costs involved in the hedging and the possibility that you might actually protect your portfolio is quite limited. You're better off just exiting positions. And here, and I did a lot of research on this, and Janine and I actually did a lot of research on this, and we found using proper 
exit strategies on stocks was far better to do that than trying to place hedges in and having the cost of those hedges. Um, my opinion on gold, it's bullish at the moment, but uh, there's another myth around people saying gold is a defensive um, thing and people would run to gold. That old wives style has been gone for many, many, many years, but people still keep doing it. Is gold is just as traded as just as much as stocks are. So just thinking I'll go and buy gold stocks as a defensive position, is no longer valid anymore. What they used to do is buy physical gold and you can still buy physical gold from the Perth Mint and stick it in their mint. That's different than actually buying gold in terms of a, tra a traded position. Um, if you're just buying it for a traded position, it's not really uh, a, a smart way to go. If gold's going up, yeah, buy some of the gold miners like we mentioned in the report with Newcrest. Newcrest is doing all right at the moment, so have a look at the gold miners, but you don't necessarily need to buy gold if that makes sense. And that's really what I was talking about here but uh, ETFs I'm never a big fan of ETFs index ETFs I'm definitely not a fan of index ETFs um, because you can really do much better just by buying the top stocks yourself and uh, it just I would suggest buy my book uh, and that'll teach you how to do that sort of stuff but good question very very good question but I'm not going to look at the gold chart I just want to keep this just for stocks rather than for uh, looking at uh, gold charts and things like that with next question we got looks like it's from um, Eric Cartman and he said, new to the ASX and I'm still learning, but looking at buying some shares in SPX. Their last announcement shows high grade results, uh, which is promising. What's your thoughts um, and what to look out for? So looking at that stock, we'll go and look at SPX, uh, its chart. And you can see that's an illiquid stock to me. Um, and really, I don't, when you're looking at announcements for stocks like this, and this is a metal stock, it says Spectrum Metals, you're looking at that, it's quite an illiquid stock as you can see. It's very cyclical, and right now if you're looking at it where the current price is, there's a bit of resistance around that level, um, which is around about um, 2.7 cents, so it's very, very low. If you are new to the marketplace, or 27 cents, sorry, or 2.7, um, I'm trying to see that at the moment, the figures are a little bit small, but uh, if you're new to the market, this is not even a stock you should be anywhere near, and it really isn't. It's a huge mistake by those new to the market that they should be buying low price stocks because they offer better value to you because you can buy more shares, and that is one of those things you need to get out of your head, and if you are new to the market, just buying a 10 or 20 think cent shares so you can have a million shares doesn't make you rich it's you got better stocks because if you make 10 cents or 10 percent on a 10 cent share or you make 10 percent on a hundred dollar share you've made 10 percent regardless of the price of the share and the price of the share is irrelevant to the to the actual value you're going to get value is a different thing and just buying things at the low price thinking they're cheap is not a smart way to invest. And really, I would suggest you read my book and I'll explain it. I explain it in much more detail in my book so that you understand what you're doing. But this is not a stock for any new investors uh, to be into. But let's have a quick look at the weekly chart. Um, stay away from this stock. Um, I don't think it's really, really bullish. Have a look at this, just on the weekly chart. See these? This is telling me this is highly illiquid because you're talking about 298,000 shares at half a cent. That's not really where you want to be uh, in terms of a stock. And right, even last week, it traded at 34 million shares at um, 10 cents. It's 
not a lot of trading on this sort of stock, so stay right away from it. And that would be my strong advice. Get into top 20, top 50 stocks. That's it, if you're new to the marketplace. Next question we got is from Manjeet. He says, hi, Dale. Um, just wondering if you can put your thoughts on KLA. It has risen from $25 to $75 in the past nine months. About a year back, they found some great areas to dig in one of their gold mines in Bendigo and they're getting huge amount of gold still. And I believe this is why their shares rose all of a sudden. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it is because definitely with gold, when you're looking at any um, commodity that they're mining, it just depends on how much it costs to buy, uh, to get out of the mine and then how much they can sell it for. So if gold prices are going up, it makes it more worthwhile to mine gold if gold prices are down costs don't go down generally and so what you're looking at there it gets too expensive to mine the gold so that's probably why they actually did um, take off like a rocket but i also like the other stock uh, that we're talking about there just spx is news announcements coming out of these places if you're finding out about it it's already known by the big end of town and other players and they're already starting to buy and generally they come in at the last end this is not a stock i would buy today i just would not buy this stock today at all uh, because it's gone way too fast you can see here again if we're looking at this chart this is a monthly chart on this stock and you can see see this stock it does go sideways around of a dollar there and we keep moving on um, and if I bring this into it, you can see here it dropped right away. Um, and I'll get rid of that over here so you can really see what it was. Oh, what did I do then? There we go. Looking at this, you're seeing here down here, it was around about, what's that? Um, closed at 92 cents. And then all of a sudden, it jumped big time. And where's my little tool here? And if I whack on there, it jumped. 2,265%. So by the time you heard about it, it had already gone up 2,265%. Now this could have been a backdoor listing or something like that, but I don't think it is. It could possibly be. And in the months since that particular time, it's now gone up 233%. So most of the players would have jumped in late um, through here, but right now I don't think this is a stock to buy. Um, it is quite vertical. And if we look at the daily chart, you can see how illiquid it is. It's quite illiquid, this stock. Uh, and we're looking here at 70, it's now up at $75 and 986 shares were sold uh, on um, last Tuesday. There's 2,900 shares sold on Wednesday and on Thursday, 1,367 shares were bought on that particular day. So you can see here why it is illiquid, but uh, again, I wouldn't buy this stock. It's not one that I'd have a look at. I just wanna have a quick look at Worley Parsons and Caltex, which I actually looked in, uh, which I talked about actually in the report. These have both had uh, interesting times. You're looking at Worley Parsons and Monodelphus is another one that services companies like BHPs, your Rios, your Fortescues. And because they're down, those stocks are down a little bit at the moment. So Worley Parsons was looking really, really nice. It's come down and I thought it was gonna go bullish from here, but we've had a bit of a bearish move the last few weeks on some of that back bad news. But if this thing holds up, I do like Worley Parsons moving forward. Um, not quite now, and I'd be wanting to see BHP and Rio starting to move up and Fortescue move up before I'd get excited about Wally Parsons. But that's a reminder, Caltex, why I brought this up is because Buffett's, one of his most famous statements is buying doom, selling, boom. Doesn't get more doomier for Caltex, you know, with, with its downgrading of all its profits, etc., etc., etc. So now with a new CEO, that's why I called this the dark horse. Because you can see here by, with Caltex, it can run beautifully when it runs. And right now it's had a big move down since March 2015. 
but it is a good stock and it's a well-known stock. And at this point in time, all it's doing is something like this again, and now it's done, moved up, it's moved right back down again. And I think it looks all right, but not necessarily right now. I'd wait for it to stop falling and then start to get into it. That's why I said, put this on your watch list. I'd rather look at stocks like this than stocks that have gone vertical for the last few months because what goes up needs to come down and what goes down needs to go up. And that's really what I talk about in my uh, reports every single week. Don't keep buying stocks that already run their race. Buy stocks that have done the opposite. Good stocks that are turning around. Now their fundamentals may not be good like Maya. I was talking with Maya about Maya with our students last or last week. I was doing a report on Maya. It's fallen so heavily uh, since it's been out on its own for the last 10 years. It's looking really, really terrible. The news is not fantastic on Maya or David Jones, but hey, it's finding, starting to find some support. So to me, that's more interesting to me. Yeah, the fundamentals aren't great. The fundamentals on Celtex aren't great, but fundamentals lag things. And what happens is the stock will start to move um, and start to get some support. And then the fundamentals will change to say, hey, it's good. When you're a trader, you wanna get in at the earliest possible time. And that's why I use technical analysis in my, in my reports, because I'm getting my timing down of those stocks. Again, Celtex is not the right time. Coles is not, uh, Meyer is not the right time right now, but I'll be watching it for the right time and that won't be too far away, I believe. So, but that's it for me for this week. Thanks for your questions. Some really, really great questions. If you have a question for me down below, just type them in there, put the stocks in. Tell me what you're thinking. Just don't say, what do you think of ABC? Give me your thoughts on what you're doing. Ask me any question you like about trading or investing. Happy to answer those. And remember, subscribe button that little red button there on the side just please click that now to show your support for the channel love to have you as a subscriber but that's it for me for this week good luck good trading thank you thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by wealth within a global leader in stock market education for more information on our courses or to listen to more talking wealth podcast head over to wealthwithin.com and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.